It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Delander Magic fall to the LA Clippers because stars do what stars do. And Paul George is having a very all-star type year to start the year. Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner, not so much. The warning signs from a loss to the Clippers as we close near the end of this road trip on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 1st, 2023. My name is Philip Rosmanike. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic need more. Just, just, just plain and simple. They need more from their star players if they're going to win games like Tuesday's game against the LA Clippers. It's not that the Magic don't have enough. It's not that the Magic aren't a good defensive team. But we're thinking about April. And the Magic need more. We'll talk about Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner and what they need to give the Orlando Magic, plus other warning signs from the Magic's second straight loss. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. The... Orlando Magic are a defensive team. First and foremost, they are a defensive team. They want to line up defensively. They want to big stops. They want to protect the rim, protect the paint, all that good stuff. That's who this team is. And, and, and we just need to be clear about that. You know, we're, we're sitting here expecting this team to hang its hat on defense, to be a top 10 defensive team, to, to do all that stuff. And again, largely they've done that this year. That's going to help this team in the long run and certainly going to help this team form an identity and 
at least for the short term, help them win probably more games than they're going to lose. There is always this tendency, uh, especially in today's world, and we're going to talk about the warning signs here. Is every every loss is a lesson and, 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 and all that. This is not a time to panic. And even what I'm about to say in this first segment is not meant to be a symbol of panic. The Magic have some things to work on. We've said that this entire season so far. But it's not the time to make wholesale changes. It's not even the time to make conclusions. We are four games into this thing. And at the end of the day, honestly, we expected them to lose to the Lakers and Clippers. They were, they were, FanDuel had them as underdogs in those games. Two and two is exactly where we expected the Magic to be. And yes, they left the game out on the table in, in LA. And obviously, they took a really tough loss against the Clippers. But here's the thing we are always thinking about April. We are always thinking about what the playoffs are going to be and what, what this team needs to do to be successful in the playoffs. If you're not thinking about that, if you're not at least considering, okay, what does this look like in April? What does this look like in May? What does this look like on game 83? Then you're losing sight of the real goal here, of the real picture. Tuesday's game is a perfect example of why the LA Clippers are where they're at and the Orlando Magic are still kind of where they're at, kind of still figuring out who they are, kind of still a developing team, not a, a finished product. And obviously, the Clippers just got James Harden. They're about to become a very good team. The Clippers are a fully realized team. And like we mentioned on yesterday's podcast when we broke down the, the loss to Los Angeles Lakers, this team, this, this team is still figuring itself out in some very fundamental ways. Why did the Orlando Magic lose 118 to 102 to the LA Clippers? Yes, the offense sucked. They couldn't make shots. That that helps. But that hasn't stopped the Magic from competing and winning games in the previous three games. The Magic were okay offensively when they scored 116 points against the, the Rockets. They were not good offensively against the Blazers when they won that game. They were not good offensively Monday night against the Lakers, and they should have won that game. But the same thing that caused the Magic to lose that game late against the Lakers is the same reason why they got blown out against the Clippers. And it's only 16, but the game was never close in the second half after, after the run. The Clippers came out in that second half determined. They decided they were putting their foot down. They decided they were winning this game. And honestly, it wasn't they decided. It was Paul George and Russell Westbrook decided. Give all the credit in the world to the Clippers for their defense. They upped their intensity. They, they forced the Magic into some mistakes. They frustrated the heck out of the Magic. But this was about Paul George and Russell Westbrook. 30 of the Clippers, 41 points in the third quarter. They took control of the game. And it was about Paul George hitting tough shots. Franz, defended, Franz Wagner defended him well. The Magic defended him decently well. And he made tough shots. Russell Westbrook was determined to get to the basket. And look, Cole Anthony is a much better defender than people give him credit for. He and Markel Fultz both struggled to contain him. The Magic struggled to rotate. And he hit some tough floaters and tough shots. 
He found a way to crack the Magic's defense. The first, the first team that's been able to do that. And so at this decisive point in the game, at this moment, when the game was tight, the Magic, the Magic led for most of the first half and didn't give up that lead, but they didn't extend it again. At this decisive moment, the Clippers' stars won the game. Paul George had 10 points on 2-for-10 shooting at halftime. He finished with 27. He scored 17 points. Or he scored 15 points, actually. In No, he scored 17 points. In Africa, he scored a lot. He scored 13 points. He scored a lot of points. Um, he scored. He spearheaded the Clippers' offense to finally wake up. And then Russell Westbrook took over from there in the latter half of the, of, of the quarter to extend that lead out and put the game away. This is what playoff teams do. This is what superstars do. Paul George is an all-star. Russell Westbrook's a former MVP. He's an all-star. They may not be able to do it all the time, you know, at, at their age, but they will step up. And look, Kawhi Leonard didn't have a good game, but they had plenty. The Magic are not that team. But the Magic still need their stars. And, and honestly, that's been the biggest thing missing. The Magic's defense has been fantastic. They've been getting great support from their bench. They've been getting decent games from supporting players. What's been missing and what's holding this team back at this juncture, what's what's keeping us from really seeing what this Magic team can be, Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are not playing like stars. They're not taking control of the game. And when you're facing a run from a superstar player, when you need to expand a lead out, when you've got a two-point lead or a five-point lead that you need to get out to 10, your stars are the ones who do it. They are the straw that stirs the drink. And honestly, like, that was my problem with the loss on Monday to the Lakers. The Magic were up by, what, up by eight early, late in the third quarter and gave up nine straight points. Four of them on a clear path foul by Franz Wagner. That kind of stuff just can't happen. If you're trying to win games, that's when you got to put your foot down. And that will to score, to, to, to execute, that just hasn't been there. And look, Paolo Bancaro is struggling this year. He's shooting like, entering the game, I think he had like a 39% effective field goal percentage. He led the team in scoring with 15 points in this game. But a lot of that was coming late. Game already decided. Game's already over. I was good to see him get a little bit of rhythm there. I'm not going to lie there. But 15 points on 15 field goal attempts missed, was four for eight from the foul line. These are your team leaders. You know, Franz, I think was at six field goal attempts through three quarters and got himself up to 16. He tried. But again, too late. The Magic need their stars. Every team does. Because stars are your consistency. They're your heartbeat. They're the, they're the drumbeat. They're the, they're the guys that you know you can count on and rely on. And when you're having a bad day, they do a little bit more. When you get to the playoffs, and again, that's what we're thinking about right now. When you get to the playoffs, they're the ones that elevate their games to elevate everyone else. 
They're the ones the defense is honing on and trying to take away and frustrate and stymie. And look, no one's doing anything, you know, yeah, they're probably committing a few extra bodies to Paolo. Yeah, we're going to talk about it here in a minute. The spacing's terrible. The paint's too congested. Especially in this game, the Magic really struggled with it. There's a lot to work on still. But at the end of the day, you need your best players to deliver. You need at least one of them to deliver. And in this game, frankly, Franz was okay, but not assertive. Paolo was trying. I'm going to give him that credit after I thought he was a little too passive Monday. He was trying. But if the Magic are going to go anywhere, if the Magic are going to do anything, if the Magic are going to be able to beat teams like the Clippers, they need their stars to take the reins. And, And quite frankly, that's not happening. And if we want to figure out how to fix the Magic, again, two game losing streak, we got a long way to go here, folks. Don't panic. Don't don't leave the ship. This team will be fine. They'll figure some stuff out. But they're going to need Paolo and Franz to lead the way. And that's, again, not happening. We'll talk about some warning signs that the Magic showed in their loss to Clippers. We're going to hit that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Here comes FanDuel! Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The Magic with their first loss against the spread on Tuesday. They've been pretty good against spread. People still kind of sleeping on the Magic. So definitely take a look at that as they get ready to play the Jazz on Thursday. Utah's got Memphis on, on Wednesday. So it's no spread on that yet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season and the NBA season right. FanDuel as an official partner of the NFL. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There are always multiple reasons why a team lost. Um, you know, I, I thought Jamal Mosley made a really good point after Monday's game that the Magic didn't lose the game because 
of late game execution. You know, I actually went back and watched uh, watched the, all the plays, all the Magic's offensive possessions late late in the game. They executed fine. They got an open shot for Paolo Bancaro. Maybe they were a little too hurried trying to get to the basket. They were fine, to be perfectly honest. Um, but they obviously didn't execute. They didn't make the shots. Um, as Mosley said, the real place where they lost the game was that end of the third quarter when they had an eight-point lead. They didn't extend it out to 12 or maintain it heading into the fourth and instead entered the fourth trailing by one. They found themselves in a game. That's going to happen. This team's still got a lot to learn. This team's still growing. They're still young. They're still maturing. This is all part of the process, folks. Like, I, like I know we all want to finish product. I know we expect this team to do well. I expect this team to do well. I'm disappointed with the loss Monday. I'm disappointed with the loss Tuesday. But the important thing is the response. How do you play the next game? How do you play when you're in that situation again? Because you're going to be in this situation again. And so to that point, my point right now is that Paolo and Franz have to be more for the scene. That they will elevate everybody else and they will fix a lot of problems if they play better. But there are some very real problems with this Magic team. Problems that we, we expected and suspected that they've been able to paper over a little bit that maybe they can't fix. This is not just a Franz and Paolo problem. There are a lot of players who are not playing up to, the, to, the, to expectations. There's a lot of players who have not pl- played like they've improved. And there are a lot of players that, you know, it's making it hard for others to operate. Um, Look, we could go through the numbers. Magic didn't shoot well. They were seven for 30 from the three-point line. They left a lot of points on the board. A big thing the Magic said throughout the course of the preseason is we are not going to be a team that beats ourselves. The Magic missed 14 of 30 free throws. They lost the game by 16. They were 7 for 14 in the third quarter from the foul line by themselves. They lost that 41-21. Now imagine if the Magic make 11 of 14 free throws. A made free throw at the right moment probably changes the momentum of the game and helps them focus a little bit defensively. These guys are human. You're missing shots or frustrated on offense. You're going to slip a little defensively. It's hard to be that focused on defense when you're missing shots the way the Magic are missing shots. And you know, Mosley said after the game, they're getting good looks. And, and I have to agree with that. They are getting some good looks and missing those good looks. They're seven for 30 from three. And thankfully, you know, they settled for threes at, at junctures of the game, but they're only taking 33s. That's still low volume. They're trying. The effort's there. And, and so I'm not going to knock that. I'm not going to say that, that it's not there. But something's just off or has been off in the last three games. Maybe it's just being on the road. Maybe this team wasn't ready to go on a long road trip. Um, they're going to have to score to keep up with Utah. Um, their defense will do a good job kind of holding them down because uh, Utah's a, a weird team too. But Utah's a team that can get hot. And yes, they'll be on the second night of a back-to-back, um, a home-home back-to-back. So they're playing home versus Memphis on, on Wednesday. It's not going to be easy. And so the Magic have to find a way to generate some offense. They have to find a way to score. They have to make some make some shots. And, and again, it answers kind of simplistic, but this is not a team we already expected to make shots. This team we expected to struggle offensively, but not to this extent, not to the point where Wendell Carter's passing up open threes or Wendell Carter's struggling to finish around the basket or Markel Fultz is missing bunny mid-range jumpers or passing on threes or just frankly, just a non-factor offensively beyond his passing and assists, which are important. 
But defenses are ignoring him and packing the paint. Obviously, Paolo Bancaro is struggling to score right now. Just massively struggling uh, to, to, to be efficient in the way that we want. And, and he says he's still not worried. He's got to find a way. He's got to have faith. He's got to have confidence. He's got to work through it. That's going to be the answer to a lot of this stuff. But the Magic do need to be more schematic and more and, and clearer about what they're trying to accomplish on offense. Um, they're just they just look off. They just look a little bit out of rhythm and out of sync with each other, which is tough to say considering continuity was such a big deal for them. They certainly don't look like what they did in the preseason, where I was very confident, like, oh, there's something here. They don't look like that team. I don't know what happened to that team. Because they were they were making shots in the preseason. But their offense looked much different. Able to get downhill, able to find the right passes, able to find each other. It's not good. Turnovers were an issue again. They, they turned it over 16 times for 23 Clippers points. The Clippers had, uh, the Clippers, or the Magic scored 16 points off 16 Clippers turnovers. That's another seven point difference in a 16 point game. The Magic just aren't executing well at all on the offensive end. If they have the ball in their hands and they're trying to shoot and score, it's been rough. No doubt about it. Not even Franz Wagner shooting well. And, and he's an excellent shooter. He's an efficient shooter. There is something off about this team. And maybe they just need one night where all the shots go in, where they just feel it. They're making shots. They're feeling confident. Maybe they're just all or nothing offensively. They're either going really, really great or they are struggling to find it. That's a warning sign too. You got to have some consistency. And at this point, you know, we thought again, Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner would be the consistent drumbeat. They'd be the guys this team could rely on over and over and over and over again to just buoy them, get them good shots, keep them in rhythm. And that hasn't happened. The Clippers exposed, you know, I said this back on Sunday. We are going for Monday's episode. We are going to learn a lot about this team and just how real they are in these two games against the Lakers and Clippers. And look, we learned that their defense is pretty legit. Even though Orlando gave up 118 points in this game, the Clippers only had a 112 offensive rating. That's going to win you a lot of games. Problem is, you can't be scoring 98 points per 100 sessions. You can't be scoring just 102 points per game. So the Magic's defense is legit. I'll say that right here. I think the Magic's defense is legit. They're a really good defensive team. But defense alone isn't going to carry you. You got to be able to score. It's the point of the game. You got to be able to score. And Orlando, just frankly, is searching for it. And they're struggling to find it right now. They're struggling to find those points. They're struggling to find... They're struggling to find their consistency. And, and, And again... What happened in this game for the first time, A, the defense couldn't cover up for the offensive shortcomings, but B, you could see that frustration play out defensively. Orlando let go of the rope a little bit. Just just plain and simple. And now they got to get back. Again, it, 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 I said this before, winning and losing, you know, winning's important. I'm not going to say it's not. Winning is important. But we needed to see how this team looked against legitimate competition. No offense to Portland, no offense to Houston. We needed to see them go up against the Lakers and Clippers. 
And we saw a team that can compete for long stretches. That is going to be tough defensively. That is going to require superstar performances to beat sometimes. But we saw a team that is still struggling on the other end. And struggling to find the balance that they'll need to win in the long term. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit about what we saw from individuals that we haven't talked about yet uh, coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Atlanta Magic again fall to the LA Clippers 118 to 102. That is a two game losing streak. They're uh, one and two on this road trip. They'll close it out Thursday against the Utah Jazz. Again, the Magic sitting at two and two. I don't think that's a surprise. I, you know, I, I was expecting a 500 road trip. So that, that goal is still there. Like, I, I just got to repeat this. You know, I know we live in a culture where everything is make conclusions now. You know, not like not wait and see more evidence to develop. We're four games into this game, into the season. They'll get back to Orlando. They'll practice. You know, they got obviously a game on Saturday, so it's still kind of a road trip. They'll practice on Sunday. They, you know, they'll have a little bit of a breather before they go to Mexico City. Um, although that's that's a good choice of words considering the elevation in, in Mexico City. Um, they're gonna have time to figure some stuff out. The goal, we knew the early schedule was going to be difficult. I, I just, I got to say, I guess, you know, I, I got to echo what Jalen Suggs said after the game. This is not a time to abandon ship. This is not a time to do anything drastic, to change anything drastic. This is a time to simply execute. And, and that has to be the message. The Orlando Magic have to execute. They have to make shots. They have to run their sets. They have to run their plays. They have to make their reads. They still did a lot of really good things in this game against the Clippers. That needs to be said. They didn't make shots. The Clippers made some tough threes on them. That's going to happen. But they did a really good job defensively still. Um, They should be able to win games like this. Um, They made mistakes. Again, like the, the biggest complaint that I have about this game is Orlando beat themselves. Um, again, Clippers went out there and took it. They had to. Star, star, you know, the star players made the plays. They went out there and took it. Paul George finished with 27. Russell Westbrook finished with 18. Bones Highland at 17 made four of seven threes. Paul George made six of nine threes. That's 10 of the Clippers' 14 threes in the game. Not a lot you're going to do. Paul George had seven rebounds, seven assists. Again, not a lot you're going to do. They still forced him in three turnovers. Again, Magic did some good things. But it came down to the Magic's mistakes. 19 for 33 free throw shooting. Let's put the stat board up here. Give me a scroll down. 19 for 33 shooting from the foul line. That is just inexcusable. You go down the list of of guys. Paolo Bancaro, four for eight. Wendell Carter, three for six. Cole Anthony, four for six. Gary Harris, 
90% free throw shooter last year, one for three. That just can't happen. You got to make your free throws. Like plain and simple. Those are points left on the board. And, and nothing is more crushing than missing a free throw. There were several instances where Paolo really started to get himself going and really started to look like the Paolo that we know and love. And he missed two free throws and just kind of, you could just feel the frustration through the TV screen. Like literally, you could feel their frustration from the missed shots. Magic ended up shooting 46.9% for the game, by the way, which is not great, but not terrible. You can't leave those points on the board. And that's, that's the disappointing part. Um, going through some other stats. Clippers had 17 fast break points to Orlando's eight. That, that was a big factor in the game too. Orlando did a good job in transition in the first half. Uh, Clippers just seven, or uh, sorry, just six fast break points on two for six shooting in the first half. That means they were 11 fast break points on five for five shooting in the second half. Big difference in the game. Orlando just kind of let go of their details defensively. And again, that just cannot happen. Let's run through the box score then. Paolo Bancaro, 15 points, five for 13 shooting, four for eight from the foul line, one for three from deep, four rebounds, four assists, four steals, three turnovers. Um, Paolo was forcing things a little bit, but I did like that he was trying to get his shots up. You know, 13, you want him shooting more than 13 times, but he he was getting in the paint. He was trying to make things happen. And for the, you know, really for the first time all year, he did look like, he did look like the player that we know he can be. He hasn't put all the pieces together yet. Uh, you know, a lot of it came in garbage time in the fourth quarter. Again, the Magic were down 15 points for most of the fourth quarter. Uh, Paolo was two for two for four points in the fourth quarter. So that, you know, that, that was a little bit of a saving grace for him. But he really started to put some really good stretches of play together. Uh, I, I, I got to say this about Paolo Bancaro. His defense has been really good this year. Um, whatever he learned from Team USA, it might have stolen some of his offense. His defense is really good. Um, he's played some fantastic defense, and that should not go unmentioned or unrecognized. But he's in there to score. And while you know he led the team in scoring, which is great, he he's got to get more efficient. He's just he's got to stay aggressive and stay confident. And, and again. You can just kind of feel the frustration through the TV screen. Like that, that's the best way I can describe it. You could feel the frustration through the TV screen. He's really trying and really grinding to get there. Um, but he's just struggling to scratch out pars. Um, if, if you get the golf reference, Franz Wagner struggled a little bit as well. 14.6 for 13 shooting two for seven from deep eight rebounds, uh, a plus five in the game, which, you know, no other magic player was more than plus one. Um, so that's, is that something? I don't know. Um, Franz is still doing generally good things. Um, shot okay. Didn't shoot great. Most of his misses were threes. It was a rough shooting night for everybody. As Jamal Mosley said, you know, we still had uh, 23 assists on 38 field goal makes. Even with making only seven threes, there's there's a lot of assists left on the board. So, you know, maybe the tape's going to show like, okay, we just missed shots in this game. We got frustrated. We forced things. Show them the good. Show them, hey, this is a good shot. Keep taking that shot. Or, hey, let's find a way to attack this another way. This game probably isn't as bad as it looks and as bad as it seems on paper. Um, you know, again, the offense was a struggle. I think when Orlando kind of stopped, stopped, wasn't hitting threes and wasn't hitting shots to kind of loosen the paint a little bit, 
And look, the Magic still got in the paint. You know, they won points in the paint, 58 to 50. 58 points in the paint is still pretty good. They're 29 for 47 for paint, which is not great. Um, but yeah, it, it, the Magic the Magic left a lot of points on the board. Again, when you're not making threes, when you're struggling to shoot and struggling to score, the little mistakes like missing free throws feel a lot bigger. Um, and so, you know, I think that I think that Orlando was probably better than they showed in this game. I think Orlando was probably more competitive than they showed in this game. I think defensively they kept themselves in the game as long as they could. Paul George made some really big plays and, and, and helped them pull away. Uh, Jalen Suggs, probably the one guy on uh, among the starters who shot the ball well, 11 points, 5 for 10 shooting, just 1 for 5 from 3, which means he was 4 for 5 from inside the arc, which is a good thing. Six rebounds for him, three assists, did have five fouls, three turnovers. Again, just a, everyone just a little loose with the ball. The 16 turnovers, the thing that got me about the 16 turnovers was just how loose everyone was. Um, you know, Orlando started the second half with the ball. Uh, actually, no, L.A. started the ball, uh, you know, and, and Powell made a steal. But um, Orlando had a lot of turnovers where it was just a simple pass, you know, just kind of getting themselves set, ball knocked away from them, you know, dribbling into traffic. It just, you know, everyone's searching for something and searching for it and just not finding it. And the Clippers really pounced on those turnovers. So, you know, Orlando's just got to keep their composure. And, and, you know, we're talking, we talk a lot about maturity and the way this team has to be a little bit more mature and be better. Um, this is, this is part of what we're talking about. This is part of what that is. Um, that the Magic have to be more composed and more, more, uh, more, uh, more poised when things aren't going their way. And find a way to grind out a shot, uh, you know, to stay in the game, to find a rhythm. Um, that's that's what the Magic aren't doing right now. Um, our sponsor to be determined player of the day was Mo Wagner, 13 points, 4 for 7 shooting, um, 5 for 6 from the foul line, which was an accomplishment in this game. Really helped buoy the Magic, uh, get their offense going in the second quarter. Um, Mo did some really good things, just great finishing around the basket. Good screening, as always. A couple, couple uh, offensive fouls on some illegal screens, but... Good screening is always good energy. Mo Wagner brought it this game. Um, again, just a really solid effort uh, from him overall. But again, not a lot to write home about individually. Um, you know, Cole Anthony had 10 points, three for six shooting, only six shots for him, four for six from the foul line. Just not a lot going offensively. The team just felt a little bit out of sync. And, and again, just frustrated trying to find it. Um, you know, I made this comment to someone after the game. You know, it almost feels like the Magic are too unselfish. They're trying so hard to keep each other involved. Sometimes someone's just got to make a play. Someone's got to get to the basket. Someone's got to force a foul. Someone's got to finish around the rim. Someone's just got to take the shot. And, and the Magic are passing up some shots. And they need guys who are going to be confident. You know, Marco Fultz, a lot of people kind of banging on him after this game. And look, his lack of shooting and his, you know, not even getting set up for three-pointers, it's definitely hurting the team. Uh, 12 points, six for 11 shooting, five rebounds, only one assist to not take a three again. Um, you know, he's getting to his spots and scoring. He's, he's really good when he's passing ball. When he gets those assists up, that's when you know he's had a good game. But yeah, you know, teams are, the scout on him is still let him shoot. Uh, and, and, you know, Fultz is kind of sitting in the dunker spot a little bit and that's congesting the lane a ton. And that's making it harder for Powell to operate or harder for Franz to operate. The Magic got to find a way to create some space. And maybe that means separating the starting lineup a little bit. The starting lineup is still largely working. I don't know what the numbers will be after this game because the starting lineup really stunk in this game. 
Um, but the starting lineup still got a very positive net rating. Um, but that's, again, mostly their defense. Uh, the, the, the offensive rating for the Magic starting group, at least entering this game, I think was like 111.6. I don't think the Magic need to make wholesale lineup changes quite yet. But some tweaks to the rotation to get some shooting out on the floor sooner, probably something the Magic need to consider doing. Um, you know, the Magic have some shooters. Gary Harris is shooting the, shooting the, you know, shooting the cover off the ball. Joe Ingles is a respected shooter. He hasn't been making shots for the Magic yet, but he's a respected shooter. Um, Cole Anthony is a respected shooter. God love Jalen Suggs. Jalen Suggs is not afraid to shoot, and I love that he's not afraid to shoot. I think that's important. If you're a bad shooter, you cannot be afraid to shoot. You have to keep the defense honest. Um, that's you know these guys have put in the work to, to be decent shooters, but right now too many guys are passing up shots. You know, Wendell Carter's over two. He's really regressed as a three point shooter, and that's a big part of what the Magic are asking him to do. Marco Fultz is even looking at the basket on three pointers right now. Um, he airballed a free throw. His only free throw he airballed, which is scary, not good. Um, the magic, the magic have to find a way to make shots. Like it's it's that simple, and they gotta have the confidence to make shots. And that's honestly the thing that's that's kind that was kind of weaning in this game is the magic weren't confident to make shots. I wish there's another way to describe it. But like I said, I don't think the magic were as bad as they showed in this game. They had a bad shooting night. They're gonna have more bad shooting nights. Their defense struggled against elite players. That happens. Um, it was just a bad night. Hopefully, it's just one night. There are good things to take from it. There are things that they can build on, things that they can improve on. But at the end of the day, they got to make shots, and 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 you know the the floggings will continue until morale improves. Um, got to make shots. Like seriously, I'll, I'll wear my Northwestern make shots shirt the next time. They they got to make shots. Um, but that's gonna do it for me today. That's that's all I got for this. Um, you can of course find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can always follow me on follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. And for and of course, uh, and of course, check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. You get great playbook, playbook breakdowns and video breakdowns of games plus exclusive content on my Patreon page. Check it out today, patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. I'd also like to announce that I will probably be going live watching Thursday's game against Utah Jazz on the PSF app. So download the PSF app uh, and go into the Magic chat room. You will find me there. I'm hoping to go live. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be going live at around 8.45 p.m. Eastern time and doing a watch along of the Magic's game against Utah Jazz. But until... Until next time, tomorrow we're gonna have a, a special guest on the show. We're gonna we're gonna talk some magic basketball, um, as we always do. But we're gonna have a special guest on the show. We'll see you tomorrow for that. Until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, I am exhausted and tired of living on West Coast time. This has been Philip Rossman. Right, we'll see you all again next time for another episode. Of- Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.